We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everyone welcome to the rotor grinders morning grind podcast i'm your host stevie tpfl it's thursday it's october 19th it is 2023 20, we got uh playoff baseball rocking and rolling and we got uh some football coming up thursday night football uh between jacksonville and new orleans we're also going to talk um a little bit about sunday night football and monday night football i know those slates aren't up yet as far as like um the showdown slates but we're just gonna give you a first look like we do on the morning grind so um hope everyone is having a good wednesday night that's hanging out with us live on youtube if you're not why aren't you rotor grinders morning grind youtube page very easy make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications we go live most nights around 10 o'clock if you want to hang out with us live um we'll have the nfl podcast tomorrow night where we break down uh, the week seven slate, one of the worst slates we've had all season. Um, <laughs> Keith, I was doing, oh, I'm joined today by my buddy Keith Eister. Um, eyes 819. Keith, I was doing the, <laughs> I was doing my Wednesday research for NFL. That's when I start like my weekly research. And, you know, typically because we do the morning grind NFL podcast on Wednesday nights, but with no NBA going yet, we've been moving it to Thursdays, which gives us a little bit more time. This slate for the main slate. Oh, buddy. Um, let's just <laughs> let's just call it what it is. It's uh, it's it's kind of ugly. You're not excited about a uh, Bears Raiders game that features Tyson Badgett and uh, Brian Hoyer potentially. Like, I mean, come on, Stevie, what's going on here? Yeah, I am really excited to play Green Bay. That that's the only thing that, like, through my research, that I've realized. I like, I'm really excited to play Green Bay. Um, that's about it. Like, that is the one thing. And I think there's still some value and there's some people that like might be down on a couple pieces um, just in general because they had bad weeks last week. Um, so, yeah, I'm really sad I can't play Adam Thielen this week. I'm really sad we don't have yeah. the Dolphins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it kind of plays out. And 
but yeah, the main slate, uh, the Thursday night football game isn't much better. Let's just be honest. Um, but the main slate, there is a lot of bad football games on the main slate. And we'll, we'll talk about that on Friday's podcast. But um, I have like, I am, I'm like 60% through my research right now. Um, I'll have it, most of it done before tomorrow's podcast. And all I could say is just, I was looking at some stuff and I was going, what is going on? <laughs> In, injuries seem to be really bad this year. I know they're always a part of football, and it seems like we say this every year um, about this time of the season, like like we just start to lose some stars, but it feels like it's been extra bad this year. Injuries last week were, were rough. Um, I mean, I had a lot of Justin Fields. We'll talk about that tomorrow Me as too. well, but um, <laughs> that one hurt. Like, yeah, he just, yeah, he got hurt. That didn't, that kind of sucked. Um, I had a lot of Joshua Dobbs last week. I, we talked about it on the podcast, and I thought I was dead after the one o'clock games. And I actually had some teams with like Stafford Dobbs. Like, had Dobbs thrown a touchdown to Brown, I would have had a four digger, four like uh, figure day. Uh, it would have been a really good day. Like, it would have been like a six, seven K day. So, couldn't just throw a t- touchdown to Marquise Brown, but hey, you know, it is what it is. So, um, Oh, and Richie in chat, he's asking, need a morning grind listeners contest on DraftKings. We do one. I just forget to post it and talk about it all the time. But we have a reoccurring league that pops up. Um, I'll post the link right now in chat, Richie, um, in YouTube chat. So if you want to join that, you can. But it's like a reoccurring contest that has like 100 people that resizes. And I always forget to talk about it because... <laughs> so much going on all right um let's talk some football for thursday night we got jacksonville at new orleans this game hold on let me see if the totals changed since i wrote this down earlier it was 39 and a half and new orleans was minus one of one 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 and a half so they still are uh new orleans a favorite at home against jacksonville trevor lawrence kind of banged up a little bit uh dealing with like a knee injury but it sounds like he'll play who knows it is a short week knee injuries um we'll see but what are your thoughts here on the jags yeah i mean obviously a ton of it depends on on trevor lawrence um cj bethard their their backup if we if we get another backup quarterback game here that that definitely changes things but kind of seems like Trevor Lawrence is going to make it out there for this one. Um, Zay Jones has been ruled out again, right. uh, hasn't played in a couple of weeks. So that, I mean, that matters for the Jacksonville receivers for me. Um, Christian Kirk has seen an, an awesome target load when Zay Jones has been off the field. Um, so I think he's, he's my primary piece here. I know, I know Travis Etienne just smashed last week. It was, I was a little bit underweight on Etienne. That, that one hurt. Um, but this New Orleans run defense is no joke, so I think I'm leaning to the wide receivers here uh, for Jacksonville. I won't play any Trevor Lawrence in the captain. He just, I generally try to fade more, uh, quarterbacks in the captain uh, unless they're those guys that have like a hundred rushing yard upside, like like a uh, Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields type, Josh Allen. Um, so no Lawrence in the captain, but I do like his wide receivers quite a bit. I think the wide receivers will be my highest owned captains. Um, Christian Kirk's price at, at 8K, I think, is is very fair. Um, so I'm catch the touchdown last week. Didn't quite have the as big of a workload as I was expecting. Um, just six targets for him, but put up a decent game because he did find the end zone. I was also high on on Calvin Ridley, and he did not quite have the game I expected him to either. Uh, 8400 for Calvin Ridley. I think I'm, I'm for the Jacksonville side. I'm primor- primarily rotating those two. 
uh, pass catchers. And then Evan Ingram's role has been pretty solid as well. So I think even for a tight end, he has the upside uh, to to pay off in the captain spot. 5,800 is a very nice price tag for him. Um, He's been putting up double-digit fantasy points without finding the end zone. That's really rare to find at the tight end position. Um, At least seven targets in each of his last five games. So really solid role here for Evan Ingram. I'm going to be on the Travis Etienne fade again. He has an awesome role. It doesn't feel great, but I I think I'm leaning to the Jacksonville pass catchers here. Yeah, I like the pass catchers as well. Um, We have two teams that rank inside the top 10 in defense. This game has a low total for a reason. Um, It should be a really close, like, not fast-paced type of game. Um, You know, the Saints don't play particularly fast. Jacksonville is kind of like play to the pace of your opponent type of team this season. This game's in New Orleans. So I think it's it's just a really tough um, matchup in general for DFS purposes. Like this is a slate you want to get some exposure to defenses. You want to get exposure to kickers. Um, I don't think Ingram in the captain spot is crazy for what it's worth because like this might be one of those games where I try to build more balance than anything else. Um, Like McManus, I think, is going to get pretty good ownership. Um, I think Jacksonville is definitely a team that has some red zone issues just in general. Ridley has drop issues. This guy um, has one of the highest drop rates in the NFL this season. So we've seen like Ingram and Kirk become like more and more involved. And I just wonder if like Lawrence is getting frustrated with the drops from Calvin Ridley more than anything else. Uh, He had a play last week. It was like a 40 yard play that he just dropped. Um, So worry about that. I still think the upside is in Kirk and Ridley though. Um, I think you can get Lawrence is a guy that could potentially spread it out and throw three touchdowns to three different people. I don't know if I end up with him in the captain spot, but I think Ridley Kirk and Ingram would be my main targets here. I will note like with Zay Jones out, they do use Branton strange a little bit in the red zone. Um, They'd use Jamal Agnew in the red zone and to stretch the field out a little bit with Zay Jones out. Um, So I don't hate punting those guys. Like if you are building a quarterback captain in spot or an ETN at captain spot, and you need to have like a punt play. Um, I'm with you. I'm probably going to be underweight on ETN. I was underweight on him last week. He walked into two touchdowns. People that played him, congrats. That's the NFL. They were early touchdowns too. Like like right away, it's like, oh man, I probably don't have enough ETN. Yeah, I think I fully faded him. I don't remember putting him on any of my hand builds, and I'm pretty sure I had him left out of my script, but um just didn't love the spot. And that's the thing about opportunities in the NFL. We get asked all the time. Well, you know, opportunities, opportunities. Well, I mean, ETN, there was, I know one of them was, I think one of them was a one yard touchdown. Um, and he just, honestly, he got two really kind of easy touchdowns um, in that game. So it's going to happen that way. And that's why you try to play guys that have that opportunity that are getting, you know, snap percentages and getting a high rushing attempt percentages and ETN really doesn't have competition. I mean, they use Bigsby every once in a while to carry the ball a little bit, but ETN's on the field a ton. Um, and that's why you play him, you know, matchups can face the worst matchup in the world. I mean, and still be okay. Like this isn't a great spot. I will say going to the new Orleans side of this game, uh, Derek Carr looked better. Uh, Keith, I, I watched some of this yep. game to try to see like how the shoulder looked. Uh, he threw the ball 50 times. Only completed 64%, but threw the ball 50 times, um, threw for 350 last week. I'm back on the 
Alave train. Um, I just, I kind of just wanted to see like Derek Carr have a good like shoulder day. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, um, I do worry about him getting sacked a lot in this game for what it's worth. I, I do worry about that. Like this offensive line has been one of the worst pass blocking offensive lines. Um, but Jacksonville allows the fourth most passing yards per game. I like Carr a lot in this game. I really like the fact that like you kind of know where the production is going. Um, Kamara is going to get work out of the backfield in the passing game and rushing attempts. We know that Michael Thomas is going to get what six to eight targets. And if he scores a touchdown, that's where he gets his upside. Shahid is someone they're stretching the field with. Like he has that big play ability. Um, my question to you, is this a slate where we're really starting to see Taysom Hill get targeted out of the backfield? Should we be looking into this more and like having interest in him, especially with Johnson out? Like he's already yep. been ruled out with the calf. Like, do we think this is a spot where like Taysom Hill potentially gives us like goal line rushing upside? And if he's going to get six to eight targets, like he might be too cheap. Um, if he's going to have like a legit tight end role and like a red zone running back type of role. Yeah, I, I do think we need to be paying attention to what Taysom Hill is doing. And the thing you mentioned there is Juwan Johnson is still out. Um, I think it was eight targets. Yes, eight targets for Taysom Hill last week. Like with the rushing upside that he has as well, 6,200, I, I agree with you. I think he's very much in play on the slate, potentially a little bit too cheap. Um, Kamara is really the story for me here. Dude just has an awesome, awesome role. Um, if they're trailing, he's going to get a ton of targets out of the backfield. Um, if, if they're playing from ahead, he's going to get potentially 20 rushing attempts. So Kamara is my favorite option here on the Saints. I, I agree with the Alave stuff. I thought Derek Carr looked a, a lot better as well. So I'm very comfortable going back to Alave now. Um, but Taysom Hill is, is in that conversation for the upside. Like there, there's a world where he could throw for a touchdown, run for a touchdown and catch for a touchdown. Like that's, yeah. that's not out of his range of outcomes, which is just insane upside for, for 6,200. Um, I'd be curious to see what the owner ownership looks like. I'm afraid that a lot of people might see his game last week and, and kind of come to the same conclusions. In in that case, I'm, I might end up a little bit under the field if he becomes super popular. Um, I, like I said, we, Evan Ingram is in the same range. Michael Thomas isn't that much higher. Like there, there are ways to fade Taysom Hill if he does become popular, but he's definitely involved in this offense and, and should very much be a part of the build here. Um, the, the Shahid stuff is something like he's the perfect type of player for, for showdown, uh, boom bust type. He could go out there and, and see two targets and, and not catch a ball, but he could also catch a couple of very long touchdowns, even one touchdown at his 5k price tag. Uh, she puts Shahid in the mix. So definitely like that, especially with Derek Carr looking healthy. Um, Carr is another, like just his archetype of quarterback. I'm not going to play him in the captain. I'd much rather ch take chances on these playmakers. Kamara and Olave would be two of my highest owned captains. Maybe sprinkle in a little bit of Taysom Hill, depending on ownership. I might fade Michael Thomas in, in the captain just because he definitely has to have the touchdown to score or to, to to put up like the type of score that you need in the captain. So love Michael Thomas as a flex play, but probably fade him at captain. Yeah. He's a guy that's definitely going to get you um, some catches out of the catches just in general, but like his upside is, it's just kind of limited. Like his, his a dot is like 11 yards. I think um, it's kind of low, you know, just in general, when you're looking for 
like air yards. Um, Alave rules the air yards on this team. He's over 40% um, just in general. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First read percentage is still really high in Alave's favor, just in general this season. Um, but they are, I mean, they're designing more and more plays for Shahid. So I think like he is like, he's that guy that could break this slate. Um, what about the other tight end? Um, Foster, yeah, Foster Moreau. Moreau was, yeah, someone I don't wanted to mention. Saw four targets last week without Juwan Johnson, 3,200. We love, show, love tight ends on showdowns. So I, I definitely think Foster Moreau is very much in play. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a guy that like is a typical play, but with Johnson out, um, I would, I think I'd play him over like Jimmy Graham. They just, yeah. I mean, they do design plays for Jimmy Graham in the red zone at like six hundred. Like, he scores eight points and scores a touchdown. Is that enough? Probably not. But I mean, at that price, it would be really close to enough. Um, depending on like if you hit the optimal other five, um, you know, building that out. So just thinking about it. Like both defenses, I think both defenses are very much in play. I think both defenses are going to get at the quarterback. I think we're going to see some interceptions in this game in general. Um, it's going to be really tough on the ground for both teams. Um, both teams are really solid against the run. Uh, the Jacksonville Jags, like I said, just they've really struggled against the pass. They're, they're almost becoming like a funnel. You know, we talk about uh, pass funnels all the time. They are, they've allowed 75 rushing yards per game and 281 passing yards per game. It's fourth most passing yards and third fewest um, rushing yards. So um, just something to kind of keep paying attention to. But it doesn't really affect Kamara because of his, you know, out of the backfield type of role and his upside in that. So um, if I had to rank my three favorite captains just in general, Kamara would probably be first and then it would probably be Christian Kirk and then it'd probably be Olave. Um, I think those are the three guys that I'm going to be looking at the most here. Uh, Keith, before we move on to Sunday Night Football, which is actually a phenomenal game, and I can't wait to talk about it, um, is there anything on the Pick'em side of things? I know I didn't ask you ahead of time. That's my bad. Yeah, um, I, I figured this question was coming. We usually try to try to Listen, give the people a few yeah. picks here. So <laughs> We have to do uh, better than we did last week um, on Thursday Night Football. Our Thursday Night Football picks last week weren't weren't good. And listen, I'm I'm a realist. I will straight up say when we missed something, we missed last Thursday. Yeah, um, I'm going back to a guy two weeks ago, I think, was was on our – it was I think it might have been the London game. Um, but Christian Kirk, like the role without Zay Jones has just been incredible. Uh, four and a half receptions. He's had that in three of the last five. Like the, the role is just outstanding. 
you mentioned Ridley's been having some issues. So Christian Kirk, a guy that I'm, I'm on quite a bit here, give me Christian Kirk more than four and a half receptions. I like that. Um, that's actually one of the ones that I had written down. I wrote down two. I had that one written down. The other one I have written down is Chris Olave more than 60 and a half receiving yards Um, with Johnson out with this team, throwing the ball more with Jacksonville becoming more and more of a pass funnel. Uh, Give me a lave more than 60 and a half going to lock in this two pick play here on prize picks and um, hopefully get us a nice little three X to start the weekend off. um, Cause we'll kind of be, watching this game as we're recording the main slate podcast tomorrow night. All right. Again, we don't have pricing up for the Sunday night football slate yet or the Monday night football slate, but we're going to break them down. We're going to give you our first thoughts here. Um, I spent more time on Sunday night football than I think any other game on the slate. I can't wait for this game. Um, I think this is going to be game of the year potential for what it's worth. I I think that if you are in a a legal betting state, bet the over, I think this game is going to go way over 51 and a half uh, for what it's worth, but we got a Miami dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles, 51 and a half Philly, a two and a half point favorite. Can they um, slow down the Miami dolphins? Um, The speed the dolphins have is just elite. Um, They're running plays. So incredibly fast. The Phillies, um baseball team 10 nothing yesterday Aaron Nola pitched a absolute gem um I man I would I, I said it I said it me and you talked about this I said I would love to see a Phillies Rangers World Series because I think they were two of the most underrated baseball teams all year and they're so deserving to be um like in the World Series I would love to see that you know right now the Astros up seven to four on the Rangers um here on Wednesday night all right, Keith, Dolphins first. Um, Philly's defense is really solid. We know how good their run defense is. We know how good Raheem Mostar has been this season. But can they slow down Tyreek? Can they sh- slow down Jalen Waddle? Um, what are your thoughts here on the Miami Dolphins? I'm not sure anyone can slow down this incredible <laughs> offense at this point. It's like historically great, like the things that they are doing. Um, Tyreek smashed again last week. Mostert smashed again last week. Um, do we get Jeff Wilson back here? I think is something that we definitely have to consider. And if so, how does that impact Raheem Mostert? Um, it's, I mean, the obvious plug and play Tyreek Hill is going to be probably the highest owned captain in this game. I think he's deserving of that dude is just having an incredible season. You know, he's going to be expensive, probably up around 11 K maybe even more than, than 11 K, but I think you have to find a way to get some exposure to, uh, to that. Like he just has massive upside. Jalen Waddle is somebody I've played a ton the last couple of weeks, and he he's had okay games, but he hasn't had that that nuclear game quite yet. So absolutely love the pivot down to Waddle if, if Tyreek is going to be very popular, and I'm assuming that he will be. Um, Waddle's going, going to eventually be the star of the show one of these weeks in this explosive offense. So just keep plugging and playing him. Um, the running backs are, are tricky. I think if Jeff Wilson is out, I – probably take an underweight stance on Mostert. Not because I don't think that Mostert can still smash. Um, We've seen him with work out of the backfield here too. We've seen him with a ton of touchdowns early in the season here. Um, Just it's going to cut into the volume a little bit. And I think just Jeff Wilson doesn't have the same burst that somebody like Mostert or even HN when he was out there crushing, just not the same type of player, right? So if Wilson's going to get work in this offense, I I feel like that's going to impact Mostert a little bit. Um, 
I'll still have some some Mostert. Maybe I just I fade him at the captain spot or something like that. Could definitely come back to bite me. This offense, we've seen them score what four plus rushing touchdowns in several weeks this season. But it's it's Tyreek and Waddle are the very obvious choices. I don't think I use Tua in the captain just because if I did that, I would want to try to jam in both Tyreek and Waddle in the flex, and that gets really expensive and would really limit my my exposure to what's an explosive Philly offense as well. So probably just one of the wide receivers, rotate them throughout the captain, um, make sure two is in the flex because he, he probably comes along with them. If one of those guys goes for like 150 and two, uh, probably need some Tua in there. But I think salary cap is definitely going to be important. I haven't, we since we don't have um, pricing out, it's tough to decipher where, where the punts are going to be. Um, I think, Somebody like Durham Smythe could be in play if he if he's going to be super cheap. Uh, not a ton of upside there. You're just hoping that he falls in the end zone. But you're, we're going to have to find a way to save some money to jam in all the studs here on both sides. Two is not running. Um, he doesn't like give you that rushing upside. They're not going to, you know, do the boogie shake with him. Um, the boogie shuffle is that what it's called? Uh, brotherly love shuffle whatever the heck they're calling that thing they're not going to do that with Tua um and like he's not gonna he's not gonna get a quarterback sneak for a touchdown uh, like the odds of that happening are very low they they know that like their whole season is dependent on like this guy staying healthy and we I mean I'm a Dolphins fan I watch almost every minute of every game he's taken sacks this year instead of running when he's had opportunity because I feel like they've told him that like hey don't run I mean you know, his rushing yards this year, five, three, zero, seven, six, zero. Um, so he's taken that upside away. I know he had three rushing touchdowns his first two years, but um, yeah, I mean, overall, um, yeah, to uh, the thing I want to talk about here really quick is Chris Book Brooks sprained his ankle last week. Um, so there's a chance that he doesn't play in this game just in general. Um, he sprained his ankle in that Carolina game. And if Wilson doesn't get activated, even if Wilson does get activated, I don't expect him to be more than like 30% snap-wise his first game. If this game does get into a, you know, slobber knocker, um, I really think you want to have some exposure to Ahmed because I don't think he'll be very, very highly priced. And he has he has upside out of the backfield as far as catching the ball. Um, they design plays for him. He's another guy that has a lot of speed. He doesn't have like a Chan speed, but like he's the original like pass catching running back in this offense. Um, so I I think Mozart still has the most upside, but I'm assuming that he's going to be priced up. I mean, this is a guy that has over 30 fantasy points in two of his last four games. So I think Ahmed is is super interesting. Um, even if Wilson gets activated, I think he's interesting because I. I mean, Keith, what, probably like 1200 to 2500 would probably be my guess price-wise for him. Um, and he's someone that can get 10 to 15 points. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a little more. I think he's probably in the 3K range. He scored a touchdown last week, so I, he's well, going to be cheap. And Ingold's it, banged up, too. Ingold got hurt last week, too, um, so he might not play either. So, like, they might not have their fullback. So if Wilson doesn't get activated, there's a chance that we only have two running backs activated this week. Um, so that would even open up the upside even more. Yeah, I mean, if, if Wilson's not in there, I'd play Ahmed up to up to 5K 
uh, as yeah. the second running back in this offense. Like he he has a very nice role if Wilson doesn't doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, okay. Overall, love Tyreek. We don't have to tell you that. Like he right. he's just absolutely smashing. You're gonna build teams to try to get him in your captain spot as much as possible. He has over 25 fantasy points in four of six games this year. He's just absolutely smashing. Um, he has over 150 receiving yards in four of six games this year. Like his, his season where like he came out and said, I'm going for 2000 this year. Everyone was like, (laughs) they're not (laughs) laughing anymore. (laughs) So um, yeah, I love Waddle uh, as a potential captain play as well. This guy has two touchdown upside in the flex. Depending on price, I think um, Barrios will be someone that I look for. They have been running a little bit more routes and getting um, Cedric Wilson involved a little bit yep. more. Um, so he's another guy to kind of pay attention to, depending on price. Um, he didn't run a ton of routes last week, so he is large field tournament play only. Um, but let's go to the other side. Philadelphia should have no problem in this game against this Dolphins defense. Um, they're still getting healthier. They rank 27th in overall DVOA. Um, This is a phenomenal spot for the Eagles. And if you can't stop the Dolphins, just keep going with them. Um, And Philadelphia has the the firepower, Keith, to keep up and to even outscore the Dolphins because, I mean, A.J. Brown, Swifts, um, Smith, Goddard, Jalen Hurts at quarterback gives you upside. Like, um, the only thing we're kind of watching here, really quick before I get your thoughts, um, Devontae Smith has a hamstring he's dealing with. He did not practice Wednesday. We'll pay attention to that. Doesn't sound like Goddard's like um, groin injury is too serious, but pay attention to that as well because groin injuries. Julio Jones signed a contract. I don't know if he'll be activated or not, um, active or not for this game, but um, Quez Watkins out or put on the IR, not out for the season, but put on the IR. So they really are kind of missing that like wide receiver three i think i don't think julio plays um i think um what's his name from the atlanta that used to play all the time zacchaeus zacchaeus Zacchaeus. yeah so he should be wide receiver three this weekend uh but we all know that's probably going to be tight ends but talk to me here about the the eagles yeah i mean it's kind of what we've been like you just find a way to jam in as many of these guys as you can. A.J. Brown is a, an awesome play in this spot. I definitely want exposure to him in the captain. Um, like, I don't think it's likely that he keeps up with Tyreek Hill, but I think there's a chance, and and I think he's going to be far lower He might owned. score more touchdowns. Like, Tyreek could go for eight for 150 with no touchdowns, and A.J. Brown could go eight for 100 for two touchdowns. Right. There, there are definitely paths to where he could be the highest scoring player on this slate. So AJ Brown is, is my favorite captain on the Philly side here. Devonte Smith dealing with a little bit of a, a hamstring problem is concerning. Um, I think it just makes the choice easier. Obviously we're going to get into game theory stuff where AJ Brown's going to probably be a lot more popular than Devonte Smith. So I don't hate taking some shots there. Uh, pricing would play into this decision as well. Um, because we know that Devontae Smith has massive upside as well. Uh, we saw him outscore A.J. Brown several times last year. It's been a while since we've seen it. I guess one, once this year, week two against Minnesota, he put up a monster game. Um, but the upside is there for Devontae Smith, so don't forget about him. Um, DeAndre Swift has had an incredible role. Um, we were on that saying, like, he's, he's running well ahead of, of Gainwell, and he hasn't stopped. He hasn't slowed down at all. Um, I don't know if I get to Swift in the captain. I just think 
that the, the passing attacks are so awesome in this spot that I feel like Swift just doesn't have the same upside as a Tyreek Hill or an AJ Brown. Um, especially with Jalen Hurts there um, and, and the involvement that he has in their goal line rushing package. Um, like Jalen Hurts is just so likely to score a rushing touchdown. It really impacts the ceiling of DeAndre Swift. So depending on price, I really want to find a way to get some exposure in the flex, but I think he's going to miss my captain pool. I'm, I'm just primarily looking at, at A.J. Brown. And Hurts is one, one of the few quarterbacks that I will play in captain just because he can run for two and throw for two. And, and just blow away the slate with fantasy points and doesn't like there'll probably be a one receiver that comes with him, but maybe not one that outscores him. Yeah. Jalen hurts is definitely potential captain play. This might be one of those slates where we are definitely just searching for some value uh, because like, how do you not pay up a captain is kind of what I'm um, potentially struggling with. Cause I mean, this is not a, a game that I think I'd play defenses. If I play them, it wouldn't be a lot, like it'd be very little exposure. I don't hate, you know, potentially taking some shots on some kickers overall um, pricing wise. Like it's definitely going to depend on like the pricing is going to be very key on this. Like, I wish we had it. I wish it was up yeah. and we could discuss if Zacchaeus it more. And, if Zacchaeus and Berrios are priced below the kickers, I think they're going to be pretty popular options to try to fit in like, four or five studs and then you just punt it off with one of those. I really hope that they're not like in the 1000 range. I hope they're like 3000, which would make it, it would make the salary cap uh, really tight on the slate. Yeah, definitely want to make sure that like Goddard and those guys play. Cause I mean, gosh, I hope they price up like uh, Jack Stoll and those guys um, because they'd probably be way too cheap um, if those guys end up sitting. So, I mean, Britton Covey, might get some playing time here if uh Devontae Smith is out. Like um Watkins being out is huge uh because I mean that opens up a wide receiver three. And I just don't think Julio is going to be ready yet uh, as far as like playbook and stuff. Um I don't know. Maybe you activate him and just say run go routes. Um I mean um Julio Jones is like 33 or 34 years old, but like he's still an elite talent. Like he, you know, he's older, obviously he doesn't have that pep, but I mean, he's still going to be like a Michael Thomas. He's going to catch everything and have games, but yeah, I mean, we'll have to kind of see how this plays out pricing wise. Um, I mean, my first thoughts are try to get AJ Brown, Waddle, Hill and Devonte Smith and captain as much as possible. Assuming all those guys play. Um, if, if Devontae's out, I'll probably play more AJ Brown than Tyree kill in the captain spot. Um, I'll, I'll honestly, I'll probably play a little bit of Goddard in the captain spot. If Devontae sits because he has two or three touchdown upside as well. So definitely a slate where it's going to be pricing is going to be mega pricing is going to be mega on Sunday night football. And what a way to end Sunday um, for sure. Like let's end Sunday with a bang and, Gosh, it's going to be a phenomenal football game. I can't wait to watch this game. Um, as a Dolphins fan, but as a guy that just loves good football, this should be this should be a great game. We haven't had really good showdown games this year, so this game's <laughs> going to be like thirteen to ten. So there you go. You're you're welcome. <laughs> All right, Monday Night Football. Another another really solid game. Um, depending on injuries here, we got San Francisco at Minnesota for uh, Monday Night Football this week. Forty four total. 
uh, the 49ers still a four and a half point favorite kind of makes me think that Christian McCaffrey plays um, with this total being the way that it is. Um, this guy plays through so much. So like, I'm not like bruised ribs. I'm not overly concerned about Christian McCaffrey being out there. I, I feel like he'll gut it out. Um, if he doesn't play Elijah Mitchell is probably going to be the chalkiest play ever. Um, man, you had, you had Ayuk right last week. He just didn't score. Um, he yep. had 76 yards, I think four or five catches. He just, he had like eight to 10 targets because Debo was banged up. Chris McCaffrey got banged up in that game. Um, yeah. What a, what a weird game last week against Cleveland, but we kind of, we kind of figured that. Well, I did. You didn't listen to me. All right. Let's talk about, um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey came out in the first quarter and I almost, I almost texted you. I thought you were buried. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost texted you and said, wow, what a terrible fade. And he didn't do anything the rest of the game. And I was like, whew, I was never going to hear the end of it from Keith had Christian McCaffrey <laughs> gone off. Um, but yeah, I was, I was super nervous after that first drive. I was like, oh gosh, I faded the wrong guy today. All right, let's talk 49ers. Um, obviously, we're going to wait on some injury news here. Minnesota's defense has been a little bit better this year. My thing is, like, we keep talking about this, and it just continues to be a thing. They are not putting any pressure on the quarterback, and I feel like Brock Purdy is good enough where if you're not putting pressure on him, he's going to hit the open guy. Um, what are your thoughts here on the 49ers? Yeah, the McCaffrey stuff is is obviously huge. I like. I think he's pretty questionable. Like, he's truly questionable for this game. I think it's going to end up. I think him and Debo are both very questionable. Yeah, it's going to be like a game time decision type of situation here. So, like, if he happens to miss this game, I hope people are just looking at game logs and they see that Jordan Mason actually ran ahead of Eli Mitchell last week. But um, Shanahan came out and said that that Mitchell missed too much practice basically to be involved last week. And right. that's the reason that Mason ran ahead of him. So if some of the field misses that and they're playing Jordan Mason over Eli Mitchell, that could potentially be an edge there. Um, it would definitely be Eli Mitchell for me in that, that situation. If McCaffrey is to miss, if he's in there, um, he's been one of the best fantasy performers in the game for a very long time. You just, you jam him in. Um, I think that the the passing attack is super interesting here, and with Debo banged up, Ayuk I just is the guy that I'm going to go right back to. Um, no Purdy in the captain, Ayuk would be one of my high, highest owned captains. Um, I think I would still play some Debo if he's active, just because like the the upside there is is hard to ignore. Um, a super strong, tough dude, like could see him playing through an injury and, and still putting up a monster performance. No problem. So, uh, Ayuk and Debo, the two, two, I would look to first, um, Kittle sprinkle him in a little bit. Like we've seen him with massive upside as well. I, I, it's hard to break it down without the injuries. I think the Christian McCaffrey stuff is so important. So much volume opens up if, if he happens to miss this game. So, um, tough to break it down right now without having that news, but, the 49ers, a down week last week, very tough matchup against Cleveland. I still believe this is one of the best offenses in the NFL. Um, and I'd, I'd target the, the 49ers heavily over over Vikings here, I think. Yeah, the 49ers have a fantastic defense. Um, Going to be a tough spot for Kirk Cousins. 
the running back situation is huge. Um, Debo is huge. I think a lot of people will look at last week and be like, all right, well, Jennings had targets. Dude, Ray Ray McLeod ran 75% of the routes on dropbacks last week. He moved into the Debo Samuel role, and they didn't really change Jawan Jennings' role. If Debo sits and Ray Ray McLeod is cheap, which, I mean, it's tough to tell, he's someone that should be high up on your flex list. He doesn't have that like ceiling for like your captain spot. But he should be high up on your flex list. I mean, if Christian McCaffrey sits, I think I, I look at Ayuk or Debo. If Debo sits too, I think Ayuk or Kittle would be the captain plays here um, from the 49ers side. I don't think I'd captain Mitchell. I, I think that the success against Minnesota is typically through the air. Um, their run defense is mediocre, but they're really just struggling against the pass in general. So um, I really think that you want a pass catcher as like a captain play, depending on um, if Christian McCaffrey is active, he's probably my favorite captain on the slate. Um, so yeah. Yeah. He just, his, his ceiling and like, you can make it work. There's going to be value in this game. There's injuries um, on both sides. So there's going to be value. Let's go to the Minnesota side. Um, we were curious what it was going to look like um, with no Jefferson last week. Um, I know that was something that everyone was kind of curious Osborne, Addison, Hawkinson all ran over 75% of the routes on dropbacks last week. Uh, the target rate was kind of spread out, but Hawkinson led the targets uh, with eight. Brandon Powell ran routes on 67%. They didn't really use anybody else out of the backfield or um, anybody else like wide receiver wise. Josh Oliver ran two routes. So Powell ran 22, Hawkinson ran 25, Addison and Osborne both ran 29. Osborne can't stop dropping the football. Um, that is a huge thing. Like it, like this guy is he's having a tough time when it comes to. And I know Addison had a drop last week that would have been a first down. Um, because that was tilting because we all played Addison. What are we looking at here? Um, because I mean the running spot's going to be really tough for Alexander Madison and Cam Akers. Uh, we're seeing Cam Akers get a little bit more involved. It's a tough spot. Um, who do we think would potentially be on the field for pass catching if they get behind? I think it'd be Madison. He just seems like the more all-around running back right now. Let's talk Minnesota. Tough spot against San Francisco. Yeah, really tough spot. And I know you and I were both on Alexander Madison last week in an amazing spot against Chicago. And dude got all the work. He just was completely inefficient with it. 18 rushing attempts for only 44 yards. Uh, he is the guy that's rushing per, per, per carry per this season against one of the just... best spots you're going to get all year. It was, uh, yeah, it was tilting so, so hard. Tilting. Yep. Yeah. And he was getting hit at the line, like every single play. And I was just losing my mind because Minnesota ranks first in run blocking this season on pro football focus. They rank first and i was just like what is happening like oh i was uh, dude i was losing my mind yeah i mean if he can't be successful in that spot it's hard to trust him in in this spot um like you said san francisco just a really stout defense i think he does have the pass catching role there so assuming that he's cheap enough i still think you can play him in the flex for that reason i probably don't have any captain exposure i know the 49ers were looked vulnerable against um the browns last week but feel like they run away with this game, and I don't think Madison has captain-type upside in, in a trailing game script. I think he can be useful in the flex because of the passing game role, though. The wide receivers, um, Addison, it's 
ahead of, is ahead of Osborne. I just think he's a far more talented player for me. Um, the the opportunities look the same, but the talent just doesn't doesn't quite look the same. So I, Addison is the guy that I would I would look to have the most exposure to, and then Hawkinson. I would even put Hawkinson over Osborne. He's probably far more expensive, um, so that that certainly comes into play here, especially if we're trying to fit in some McCaffrey and, and Debo exposure if they're playing on the other side. But Hawkinson, I, I mean, the the conversation I think is between Addison and Hawkinson for me as far as wide, who's going to catch the most passes in this spot. Um, I, I lean slightly to Addison. I just – it's hard to trust a tight end as tight end one that's not named Kelsey. Um, but Hawkinson really is in that conversation here in this offense. Um, so I, I think he's – you can put him in the captain. I probably – don't if he's going to be popular, but if he's low owned, then I don't hate that. I, I think he has potential for 100 yards and two touchdowns, and, and that could play in the spot. Yeah, all I'm going to say is Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Um, so Hawkinson might struggle, which might open up more opportunities for Osborne and Addison. Um, I think I don't think I'd play Powell in the captain, but I think he's super interesting in this spot as well. Um, we talked about him a little bit last week as like a, a guy you could get cheap and different with. Um, and what he had three catches for 20 yards. So it wasn't like a huge game or anything, but he was on the field and he was running routes. And again, they didn't really use anybody else. Um, as far as like pass catchers, I mean, obviously Madison out of the backfield had some, well, let's really click. Hold on to me. A filter Alexander Madison ran 18 routes last week. He had seven targets, which was the second highest target share um, behind TJ Hawkinson. So he, Alexander Madison out of the backfield had a higher target rate than Addison and Osborne. I, I like. I don't think you could play Alexander Madison in the captain spot, but if you wanted to be very different, I think he has the ceiling. I just think the matchup is really tough. And gosh, how do you play him in the in any kind of spot after sh- struggling <laughs> against Chicago last week? I mean, I, I oh, man, <laughs> it hurt. That one was painful, Keith. That one was painful. It um, was. And like I was just watching, it kept getting hit. I was like, "What is going on?" So, um, any so really quick. I mean, this game definitely going to be decided a lot by injury. Um, Christian McCaffrey way up here as far as like captain spot. Um, like you just kind of make it work. His role is just way too good. Um, if you're not playing him, or, like it really would depend. If Debo's out, Love Ayuk can captain. I think I lean Kittle in that spot too. Yeah, Kittle. Um, if Debo's out, Kittle becomes a phenomenal play, I think. Yep. Um, I lean, I think, Hawkinson over Addison in captain. I wouldn't even hate, like, doing a little KJ Osborne captain if he's, like, drastically cheaper. Because, I mean, this guy just keeps dropping the ball. He's going to have a game where he doesn't drop the ball. Maybe. Who knows? Are we sure? Um, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know, like, this is a, a condensed team. They don't really, like, I don't know if McKeel, McNeil Harry gets out there at all. Um, he has now, he'll have another week with the playbook. Um, do they run him out for a couple more routes this week or or just in general run him out for a route or two? Um, he was a very talented, like, highly touted prospect um, coming out of college and just failed with New England with injuries and just, I mean, he has so much size, but. I think I need to see it before I would do it. Um, unless we get like an announcement that like they say something like, Oh, Minnesota is going to use Mc or Nick Yeel Harry a little bit this week. So we'll have to kind of wait and see how the week plays out. Um, 
always fun to break down these showdown slates. We won't get to do it much longer. I don't even know. This might be the last time we get to do it with NBA um, starting next week. So it's been fun breaking down these showdown slates. Over it, everyone has enjoyed. Keith, final thoughts before we get out of here. Should be three fun games. I mean, maybe not as much on, on Monday night, but um, definitely excited about that Dolphins-Eagles game. Two Ooh, man, explosive offenses, but that, that's what I'm really looking forward to. It, it, that game alone might have more fantasy points than the entire main slate on Sunday, but <laughs> we'll, break down, we'll break down the main slate tomorrow for sure. Yeah, my first look at the main slate is... My first build, well, it's kind of funny, my first build had no players from the 1 o'clock games. Um, so it'd be really interesting as we go through and I love when we go through and like break down stuff, but like those early games are awful. I think there's what there's five, let me, one, two, three, four, five, six, two, four, six, six and four. Yep. Six early games. And four of those six games have totals under 40. Um, so there's going to be a lot of like pieces you can play in those early games, but I really think like a lot of the potential scoring is going to be on the late games, like Arizona, Seattle, Pittsburgh, LA, the Chargers in Kansas City is the game of the week that everyone's going to stack. Um, we'll talk about that, but like Green Bay, Denver, that game has some potential. So um, I think the four higher scoring games potentially, like if you live in a betting state, that Detroit-Baltimore game has a 42.5 total. I think that game has a lot of potential as well. Um, that might be a game we talk about a little bit more on the podcast tomorrow. So main slate breakdown on Friday. Hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday. Enjoy Thursday night football. Try to enjoy it because it is that game, and it might not have a lot of scoring, but it might be a good football game. Um I'm I'm taking Jags in that game. I want Jags money line in that game. Like not even Ooh, I'm with the one there. and a half. Yep. Yeah. So yep. All right, we're going to get out of here. Have a fantastic Thursday. Back tomorrow, NFL Week 7 main slate, 10 games. We'll see you then.